0: Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 183. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
1: Happy St. Patrick's Day. I am not wearing any green right now, so everyone, when they hear that, you can go ahead and pretend to pinch me.
0: (laughs) How are you doing, Brian? You moved this week.
1: I I am doing... I'm a little sore. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the last two days uh, was pretty much all... I took I took uh, yesterday off completely to Tuesday. You mean or two days before? Sorry, yeah, I took Tuesday off, which was two days ago, uh, completely to move. And basically, uh, luckily, the place I'm moving to is about two blocks away from where I was moving from. I was searching for a cart to help me move the entire like like three Hope or four days before that. And I was not finding one. I'm like, oh boy, I'm gonna have to carry things over individually by hand. <laughs> and then finally, when I picked up the keys for the new spot, the uh, you know the leasing people in the front office was were very kind, and they're like, oh, we have carts here. Uh, so they gave me a cart and uh, showed me my place. And at first, I thought it was relatively small because it was wasn't didn't have a bedroom like the last time. It's more of an open studio where basically like any uh, hotel room where there's you know you have your sofa and your bed in the same room <laughs> mm-hmm. um but now that there's furniture in it, it i'm liking it a lot more it looks it's a lot more ruby now that it's got stuff in it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> go figure right <laughs> um but your parents and you were kind enough to help me uh you know move move stuff and uh i'm very grateful for that and then yesterday i just did th- or the day before yesterday some final cleaning up and turned in the keys. And I'm no longer a resident of the, fi- the previous spot and full-time resident of the spot. So.
0: Didn't move too far though.
1: <laughs> no, didn't move too far. Still have access to the same, uh, you know, restaurants and goods, all that good stuff. Although we could potentially be in a totally different vote voting district. You know, the way. Uh, I don't think is.
0: So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but no, uh, that's basically what I've been up to, Mary. How about you? How's how's your last week been?
0: Um, it's been very busy with work as we're you know kind of approaching the May first deadline for college students to decide where they're going. So you can imagine how many emails and text messages we're sending to them oh, right yeah. now, uh, trying to be you know not pester them, but you know encourage them to make a decision um, <laughs> and encourage them to come to our university um but yeah helped you move and then the only other thing we we i helped you pack over the weekend but the other thing we did over the weekend which is kind of fun is we've been going on a lot of to a lot of open houses and this past weekend we went to a condo and a house and they were the exact same price except obviously a huge difference in. oh size. yeah the
1: square footage difference was ridiculous the backyard of the house was probably the same size as the condo just so for
0: <laughs> some context so that condo is more in like the downtown area of Ballard and then the house was about 10 minutes away um, from the condo so still in Ballard but just you know up the hill uh, a little bit farther from those restaurants and stuff that Brian was talking about but really not that really not that far and the amount of square footage was incredibly different. Uh, the house was an older house but it would have been really nicely updated but again, they were the exact same price, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah, the thing that stood out to me about that house was not only was it, I thought it was really beautiful, even though it was like, you know, been older, you know, like it seemed old, but it been updated, like you said, mm-hmm. but the, this, the, the people that had updated it, they put like literally everything in it. There was like a little mini area for like a treadmill and a gym. And they even had like a sauna and I'm like, this is too much.
0: I don't know about, yeah, that part of it. Okay. So the condo we toured had two bedrooms plus like a little den. Okay. And then like, you know, living room area, living room and kitchen. That was the whole condo. The house has three bedrooms. It was on two floors, three bedrooms, um, living area, kitchen and dining area. And then in the basement, there was that third bedroom and then there's a whole other office area and then a whole other like area that they had staged as the gym, plus a huge deck, plus a huge backyard. And I was like, dang, this is only a 10 minute difference.
1: Yep. The further you go out from the city.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was just fun to kind of compare to be like, okay, these are the exact same price and look at how different of a thing you can get for the exact yeah, same price. Yeah. That was
1: quite the, the contrast.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was very really fun. And then, you know, Watched uh, Selection Sunday on Sunday. It was pretty quick uh, because Gonzaga was picked first. So Mm -hmm. watched the whole thing, but I was pretty much just there for, uh, obviously, for the Zags. Um, One thing that I did find interesting, though, um, is Gonzaga is obviously known as a basketball school, and they're one of 13 schools in the tournament this year that don't have a football team. Oh. Yeah.
1: That is interesting. I thought, you know, I really thought it was more of an oddity that, you know, colleges don't have football teams, but I, they do take up a lot of space and probably cost a lot of money.
0: Yeah. They're probably the most expensive, one of the most yeah. expensive things to run. Um, so we're not going to talk about too much of the tournament besides contact us a game today, just because we're recording this on Thursday night. So it's halfway through the first round. And, you know, by the time all of you guys listen to this, it could be it's going to be way different uh but thanks to everyone who joined the bracket group we'll start going over uh the results after next week in the podcast um after the second round is over um it just doesn't really make sense to you know list off who's winning right now when it's just going to change tomorrow by the time people are listening to this but i did want to say that there's um two teams in the tournament this year who have never been in the tournament before uh one is longwood and the other one is bryant university uh and yeah that's pretty cool yeah
1: that's good and Welcome we are march madness
0: yeah we're in the top six teams for having the longest run um in march Madness. who were who were in the tournament this year so um yeah and just a little bit about our opponents actually um today we played Georgia State so we'll go over that game right now and then we are playing Memphis on Saturday as of the time this recording don't know what time that's at but it's on Saturday sometime. but today's game it was it's the first round and we we're playing a 16 seed but it seems like they were maybe seeded wrong at, or we were playing very poorly a mixture of both because the first half was awful.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Uh, you know, I'm not going to even mention the final score because it's not really indicative of the way the game went uh, for the majority of the time. Uh, the first you
0: know,
1: half. Well, the first half, uh, we actually were only up by two points to uh, uh, basically Georgia State. Yeah. Georgia State. And it was back and forth the entire time. We, we actually were down by five at a time. Um, and it you really would expect... You know, a one seed to basically, you know, get a big lead in the beginning and just run away with it. Yeah. But Gonzaga struggled. Uh, we shot 12 of 30 from the field and two of 11 from three. So we made less than 50% of our shots overall.
0: Uh, I think they said that at one point in the first half, we hadn't made, of all of nine possessions, we'd made zero points at one point. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. That's also, not good. this was like in the middle of the workday. And so I was, you know, working. And I was trying to, you know, work and continue up with everything. And then I was like, what you stress is it going out. on? I was <laughs> like, I, first of all, I have a lot of work stress and now I'm adding on basketball stress. And normally those two stresses don't come at the same time because normally basketball is not during work hours. So I was like compounding the stress at the same time. I was like, I, we don't need this in the first round of the tournament. That's for later on. Hopefully not, mm-hmm. but that just happens to happen later on normally, not in the first round. And I was like, this is not good. Right. So, <laughs> but by the but, second half, you know, Mark, if you talk to them, I'm assuming I'm, or they just were like, oh shoot, we can't lose this. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, that's true. But there is one more stat I want to give you guys on the first half, which basically is a, a clue on what's going to happen in the second half. We shot 19 or nine from 19 from the free throw line, which is really poor as well, which is less than 50% from free throws, but we did get to the line and shoot 20 shots, which basically meant they were fouling a lot. So they got in foul trouble very That's early right. and it was their, their centers and, you know, the taller, their forwards, their, the tall people on their team that basically got in foul trouble. And so when the second half came around, like some of them have four fouls already, someone just had so much three fouls already. And, and one of their star uh, forwards actually got injured at the end of the first half. And we really took advantage of the the height difference um, that that we had over them, given the fact that their centers basically had to you know sit or they'd be fouled out. And we outscored Georgia State fifty eight to thirty nine. So uh, in the second a, half, in yeah. the second half, that's a nineteen point net nineteen point uh, uh, you know difference for us. And we ended the score with a score of ninety three to seventy two. So we ended the first half with just a two point lead and we ended the game with a, what is it? A 21 point lead. So you can tell that the second half was definitely in our favor. We pretty much relied on Chet and drew Timmy that game so much. Uh, So much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Drew had like 30 points. I'm going to look for it right now. Yeah. Drew
0: had 32 points. um, And He made six of 13 free throws, which is not great, but he was our leading scorer for the game. Yeah, Um, and and he scored
1: 22 of his 32 points in the second half.
0: Yeah, well, he just had some sort of fire under him. He's like, I got to keep this Dollar Shave Club sponsorship. Yeah, got to keep going. (laughs) Um, My mom texted and asked me what was up with uh, Chet's weird, you know, fuzz on his face, on his chin. And I told her he's not sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. So he didn't shave his. uh, He didn't shave nicely for the tournament. Um, He was our leading scorer. Chet was our leading scorer or rebounder. Sorry, with 17 rebounds. That's a lot. (laughs) And then Andrew Nemhard didn't have a great uh, first half, but he did end the game with 11 assists. So that's good. He did. He did overall help. We had a lot, a lot of points in the paint. I can't find that stat, but we didn't take many threes this game.
1: No, we basically (laughs) we basically recognized that our our advantage was the fact that all their centers and forwards were fouled out or injured unfortunately for the injury they, they,
0: the commentators kept saying that we need to like they had to keep looking for other players deeper in their bench and i mean they were pretty good at the beginning but then you know that one guy got hurt and then i think by the end of the game three more of their players had uh fouled out which is right they just ran great. out of
1: starting players i think they put it put like a freshman in that was their tallest freshman at the time. And, you know, he was, he didn't know what to do because, you know, he was a freshman and, and like a big game. Uh, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a little bit of a scary first half. And I was like, this can't be happening in the first round. Like I was looking up some other stats uh, about the whole tournament and um, of all the people who filled out the ESPN tournament challenge, Bracket. So yeah, I know there's other brackets that other websites and companies mm-hmm. do, but a lot of people use ESPN. So 96.5% of them said that Gonzaga had Gonzaga moving to the next round. Um, and then 90.3% have them moving from the round of 32. 78.7% say that they'll continue on from the Sweet 16. 584 say they'll move on from the Elite 8. 41 Point seven percent move said they'll move on from the final four, and then twenty seven point one percent of them say they'll actually win the championship, which is wow, it's over a ton, fourth. yeah, yeah. And you know, Barack Obama chose Gonzaga to win the tournament. Jimmy Fallon <laughs> ch- chose Gonzaga to win the tournament. This is not our first time of like having this many people, you know, <laughs> watching us. But we also don't have, we have a huge target on our back. But also in twenty seventeen. Um, when we were in the championship game, like we hadn't lost, like we hadn't lost a game that entire season. So that was a like, that would have been historic if we had win that won that game, it's always going to be historic. If we win the championship, it's like, that would have been historic as in like a team hadn't done that for so long, to right. never once. So, I mean, it's always sucks to have, you know, some losses early on, but I'm like, okay, it's fine because we don't need these guys to have that much pressure. There's, they already have a ton of pressure. We don't need to add to it. by like, Oh, we don't we need to be undefeated.
1: Right. Right. And I think, I think this first half was a, a wake up call for our team, which is going to help us out. I think we're playing against Memphis in the second round. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just hope that we're a little bit more, you know, battle tested and, you know, going into the second round with our eyes wide open, not taking anything for granted And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, you know, the first half, you know, both halves are important, but if you let teams stick around, then anything can happen. So the quicker we put the game out of reach, the better,
0: (laughs) I would prefer that they do that in the first half rather than the second half, just because it was, I was like, what is this first 20 minutes? What's going on? Like, why are we basically going back and forth? Pretty evenly kept on waiting
1: for them to pull away, but it only really happened when Georgia state kind of, you know, hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah. They had like, if they, if, thank goodness, there's like a five foul limit, <laughs> <laughs> if there was like a six foul limit or, you know, it could have been a different thing. Cause I think, you know, uh, their centers, while they were there, they, they played good defense, but uh, you know, they, they played good defense plus fouling, which, which hurt them. And mm-hmm. our guards need to step up in the future because it can't just all be on Drew and uh Chet. Uh everyone else has to step up. Although I mean Joe few, goodness. Mark few
0: son even got a play in this game yeah. today. And so <laughs> we were while well, they were going well, the um Georgia State was going deep into their bench because their you know star players were fouling up by the end of the game we were able to also go deep into our bench and <laughs> play some players that barely ever play which is pretty cool for them but like it's because we were able to pull away and start right. winning
1: i think joe even got to take a shot this game which he is did. he is didn't great. make it though i don't think no
0: <laughs> uh kind of just lobbed it up there
1: yeah but-,
0: but but you know the thing is like he's probably what like 19 or 20 and mm-hmm. his dad has been the gonzaga basketball coach his entire life so he's probably been going to march madness His entire life. It's crazy. And this is his first time ever playing in it on the team.
1: Yeah, it's a big moment. It's a big moment.
0: So that has been the big, you know, basketball thing. Uh, Basketball everywhere for the next three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then continuing on next week. But Mm -hmm. this weekend, especially, a ton of basketball is happening.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I know the the ESPN or not the, the NCAA March Madness app. Uh, that's basically a free way. I think you get like three hours worth of time to basically watch, uh, mm. uh, you know, the games, except for on CBS. I think that's, that's its own thing. I tried to, I tried to view it on the Broku and um, basically they said, you can only watch that on a, like your desktop or, or the app version,
0: but, in general, but you, can always, the, you can always just use an HDMI cable, though.
1: Yes, yes. In general, that if you guys are looking for a way to basically watch March Madness games that are free, I think they give you like the first three hours free at least, and then you need a cable provider after that. So that's mm-hmm. just a fun fact.
0: Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where PaceLine comes in. PaceLine is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on PaceLine. To get started, download the free PaceLine app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. All right, for our second half of the podcast, we're going to go over The Bachelor, now, don't worry, this is the last three episodes of the season, and then The Bachelorette's not even coming back until July, so we have a huge break for the oh, first time thank goodness! in in like years at this point. <laughs> the Bachelor's been back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back to back for months, and so these are the last three episodes of Clayton's season, um, starting off with the hometown dates. We're going to sp- kind of speed through the hometown dates because the final two episodes are where things get really dramatic and you know lots of twists and turns I'd have to say. Mm -hmm. So first he went to Virginia and met up with Susie and they met at a uh like a gym and they did Brazilian jiu jitsu because Susie loves that and I guess she's trained in jiu jitsu and Clayton tries to learn it and he doesn't really he's not that good obviously. (laughs) uh but you know he she puts him like a kind of a chokehold, um and just
1: your average date
0: (laughs) then he meets her family and it all seems to go pretty well i don't really remember anything uh specifically do you
1: no nothing notable about it no one no one rocked the boat when everyone was meeting each other so that's always good
0: yep then he went to colorado and met up with gabby and he met her in the Rocky Mountains and they went on a hike and then they went in the hot tub. And he met several of Gabby's family members, um, including her grandpa, which he was, he had a great personality, uh, seemed to love being on TV. Um, her dad wasn't able to be there since his girlfriend was going through a health thing and he couldn't risk getting COVID. So, but, so she was very sad about that. But then, and her dad, he, she heard a, a horn honking and she went outside. And her dad was standing at the end of the driveway Holding up a sign that it was signs that were like, "I love you," "I believe in you," whatever, and she was sobbing. Uh, um, it was kind of, uh, I don't know. Clayton didn't even go out to hug her or anything. She just no, he didn't out even there go out there. Yeah. Uh, he didn't like wave to her dad or anything. He's like, "I'll just let her cry on the on the porch by herself." <laughs> <laughs> um, next up was Serene, and she is from Oklahoma. Um, so they met up and they went to this adventure park. And they basically have to face their fear of heights. Um, At one point, they do a free fall to the ground. And Clayton screams so much. And then Serene goes. And she's just serene. She just silently falls to the ground. Doesn't make any noise, which is kind of funny. Uh, He met up with some of her family. And they learn about how much she's opened up to Clayton about difficult things she's experienced in her life. And they're really like, wow, she must really like him. Um, but then they get worried that it's going to be hard on her if he breaks up with her, um, in the end. Um, and then lastly, he goes to Florida and meets up with Rachel and they go on a kayak ride in a clear kayak and in a Creek full of alligators and spiders. And then they kayak to this tree with a sign that says a kissing tree. And then they kiss under the tree, uh, and then he meets up with several members of her family and some friends. Uh, apparently, her dad has never liked any of her boyfriends in the past, so uh, she's nervous about it. But it turns out, her dad—he doesn't give her his blessing, but he's like, "Whatever." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem he just was like, "I'm on TV. I don't know what to do about this, really." Yeah. But at the rose ceremony um, in the bachelor mansion. Uh, he gives roses to Susie, Gabby, and Rachel, and so Serene is sent home.
1: Yep, the one person that made Clayton drop from high, high up.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I Susie made that. her made him, you know, do that's true. She, she put him in Su- chokehold so. too. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, do you want to go on to the next episode?
1: yeah So the next episode, they all go to Reykjav- Reykjavik, I think that's how it's pronounced, Iceland, for their overnight dates. And first up, he takes Rachel on a helicopter ride to overlook Iceland's mountains. And it's, you know, beautiful scenery. And then they go 400 feet into a volcano. And I remember him specifically saying, don't worry, it's not active. Like, obviously, it's not <laughs> active. But uh, so they're, uh, so they go 400 feet into the volcano. And I think they, they just basically explore the, the, you know, the volcano Mm -hmm. rachel tells him she's falling in love with him and accepts the overnight date fantasy suite invite and the next morning he basically tells her uh that he's falling in love with her and he yells it (laughs) and then he walks he has this thing
0: that he likes to just yell i love you to them i I don't know why while she's
1: while she's on her balcony or whatever so he's like walking away juliet thing
0: yeah he's like walking away you know, after their overnight date, he's walking away from her and she's like, I love you. And then he's like, I love you too, Rachel. Like really weirdly. Like
1: he needs the whole world to know, like he needs the neighbors to know or something.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, that's th- becomes a pattern as you will. Yes, see. yes. Because Next he goes, um, he meets up with Gabby and they go on an ATV ride. Uh, at one point she's driving the ATV and it looks like she's heading straight for the ocean um, just straight for the water, uh, seemed a little out of control. Um, but then they, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Then they That's went to scary. a cafe to discuss their feelings, um, basically. And then at night, at night, uh, at dinner, she tells him she's falling in love with him and accepts the fantasy sweet date also. Uh, and again, so then they, they, they have an overnight date in like this, uh, clear dome so they can kind of like stargaze or something Mm -hmm. i thought it looked pretty cool the next morning as he's leaving he also says that yells at her and says i'm falling i love you too or i'm falling in love with you so so far he has said this to two girls so this is never going to end up well right right (laughs) so then he meets up with susie And they go to this lagoon area where they switch back and forth between a cold mist room, a sauna, and a cool plunge. To me, it didn't seem like Susie really liked this. It was probably really cold in Iceland, and now she's going to, like, freezing water. She liked the sauna part of it, it seemed like, but not the rest. What did you think?
1: No, no. Like, it's, I I don't know if that's a thing. Like, you just go from really hot to cold. It sounds like a thing, but I think it's it is weird. A thing. Yeah, because because, you know, like, like you said, it was from the cold mist room to a sauna room and then a cold plunge. Like that just doesn't sound fun, like maybe going from hot to cold, like really quickly and then getting out before you get too cold. It could be OK because you're you're already hot, but I would I just, don't know, just starting off with the cold mist room. Yeah, it just doesn't sound like a fun date to me, but to yeah. each their own.
0: Well, she didn't pick it. I mean, that's Clayton, true. also Clayton didn't pick it. And it was um, pretty
1: obvious that she was not enjoying it at first. She was just freezing.
0: Yeah. So then at dinner, you know, Clayton plans. He says he also has plans to tell Susie that she that he loves her. So what the heck is you are you planning to do here, Clayton? You're about to say I love you to three girls, right? That's not yep, a good getting thing. himself into a pickle. Uh, I don't know what he's thinking. But, you know, he plans to tell he tells Susie that he's he loves her. But then she asks him if he said that to anyone else, and also if he's been intimate with anyone else. Uh, and he's like, he basically, yep, everyone. But but but, but <laughs> she says if he has said I love you or been intimate with any of uh, with Gabby or Rachel, that's a deal breaker for her. Which that's fine. Um, what uh, we forgot to mention during Gabby and Rachel's uh, fantasy suite dates that we've just described, they kept going back to Susie, who has been like freaking out about this the whole time while she was sitting and waiting for her fantasy suite to happen. She was like, ah, I should've told him this before that this is a deal breaker for me, but she tells him now um, and he gets pretty angry about it. You know, it's not fair that she didn't tell him this before but also he kind of comes unglued. At this point, um, he has a lot of anger and emotion on his face and Susie kind of walks away. uh, And, you know, a producer follows Clayton to go outside and then Jesse Palmer, the host shows up, you know, he's probably was chilling in his room. Like, okay, we need you to come out here. There's a situation. <laughs>
1: There's a situation. <laughs>
0: um, uh, Jesse shows up and Clayton explains the situation to him. And, you know, Susie appears once again and starts talking to him. And, you know, Clayton basically expresses this is his worst scenario. This is the worst situation. And that he loves her the most out of all of them. Again, another red flag. Like, okay, you've told three people, that you love them all on television, by the way. And then he now tells Susie that he loves her the most again on television. <laughs> so even if he were to get engaged to Rachel or Gabby, they're going to watch this back no matter what. And they're going to be like, Oh, so you love Susie more. What happened? Like, why didn't you tell me this? Uh, so there's not many good ways out of this, but you know, we'll continue. Uh, Susie is like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Eventually decides, you know what, I'm going to go home. Um, Clayton is, you know, furious at her. And it's just like, at one point, just like tells her, leave, like opens the car door and like get in the car. <laughs> She's like, I'm done. It's over. Like it, he was just so frustrated with the whole thing, which there's, you know, two sides to both. Like, I understand why he's frustrated to a, to a point, but also she should have told him what, what a deal breaker was for her but also she probably didn't have time to do it because the show produces everything so much. So just not a good situation all around. And that's where that episode ended. So now we're on to this.
1: This could have all been avoided if Susie just went first.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But the producers probably knew that this was a deal breaker for her and they chose to put her third just to create drama. So now onto the finale, go ahead.
1: Okay. So Clayton is heartbroken that Susie has decided to leave. And with Rachel and Gabby left, and once again, bear in mind that Susie is in his mind, you know, who he's actually in love with. The other two, he said, I'm in love with you, but he he loves Susie the most, right? And she just left. So he doesn't know what to do now. But with Rachel, with Rachel and Gabby, uh, the only ones left, he decides to be transparent with them and tell them that he basically told them both that he said, I love you. To both and, of them
0: and to Susie.
1: And to Susie. And he was basically intimate with, both of them not susie cuz she left mm-hmm. and when he told them that <laughs> uh there was lots of crying and they were heartbroken let's set the scene
0: though let's set the scene they're in this big like glass like building it kind of oh, looks yes. like a giant ice cube type mm-hmm. thing and the rose the roses are on this pedestal that kind of looks like ice um and it's just a very echoey thing so yeah like you were about to say they start crying and and you
1: could hear the cries like echo off the walls you can hear like what like from one girl's angle like they 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 left each other they all went up to like different corners to cry on the stairs (laughs) there one girl cried on the stairs another girl cried somewhere else and you can hear the other girl crying from where the the you know from the other girls uh wherever she's crying and clayton just hears them both cry Clayton is still standing like, where the rose
0: ceremony was about it's to happen. Bad.
1: I don't know how long that like they were crying for, but I'm sure it wasn't for like a minute or something. When <laughs> we were
0: when we were watching this, I was like, Clayton's just like staring at like he's like, oh shoot. Yeah. Like, he, he... What am I gonna? I'm gonna <laughs> leave. I'm gonna leave alone. And uh, you know, which is not the worst thing to happen, but in that moment, that would be the worst thing for him because that's he came on this journey to find love, and so, so he. He's just staring at a space like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then I was like, he's going to have nightmares of like all these echoing cries. <laughs> <laughs> like from all angles, like hitting him from every angle, just crying all around. That's bad.
1: Look what you did, Clayton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, he was transparent with them, but he did conveniently forget to tell them that he told Susie that he loves her the most. So yes. that it was not fully transparent. And that is not good because maybe they could have made a better decision for themselves had he been completely honest right so he talks to them both separately and you know kind of convinces them to come back to the rose ceremony and you know tells them you it's your call you can leave if you want to i messed up uh, and they they were not it didn't seem like they were mad because he had been intimate with both of them they were more angry because that's part of the show this happens like every season but they were more angry that he basically had told three girls that he loved them, right? That, and he's—they're like, "Oh, I'm just another another one that you love, I guess." I, I don't <laughs> like know. Like, what is what
1: is it? What does love even mean to you? I yeah, think that's, that's what, what they, they were like.
0: What? So they, he gathers them both back up for the rose ceremony. They had, you know, stopped crying for a few minutes, uh, and he's like, "Rachel, will you accept this rose?" And she's like, "Yes, I will." Great. Gabby, will you accept this rose? And she says, no. And so he puts the rose back down and begins walking her out. And Rachel is like, what? Like the She's shock out. on her face. She's like, did I just win the bachelor, but not in a good way? Because I just am the last woman standing. He yeah. didn't choose me. The other two women just left. So do I-
1: Is this really something you win?
0: <laughs> right. I'm like, well, I'm also like, if I were her, I, I would never be in that situation. But if I were her-
1: I'd take it back. I'd be like, just. I'd be like, it.
0: actually, why? I ha- I need to have better, more respect for myself. If if Susie left because something was a deal breaker for her, and then Gabby's leaving because of the scenario that I'm also in, I need to be able to be like, actually, no, I deserve something better, but she doesn't, and she stays. But Clayton's walking Gabby out and basically, is begging her to stay, and some I don't know how really he tells her he like she can, he convinces her to stay. I, I don't really remember how, like, uh, it doesn't make sense to me, but you know, so she accepts the rose as well. And so he's back to two girls. Like this has been a lot of how many girlfriends does he have left? Who knows? Um, and so with this, they both have the rose and this means that he wants them to meet his family. Okay. So he's already met their family each of their families but now it's time for them to meet his family this they both go well not really anything to speak of really they both his family seems to like both of them right
1: yes yes and, and, and then he mentions after you know they meet both the girls that he really just is not really, he's more in love with Susie, the girl that left, right?
0: Yeah, he, like, basically, he, you know, meets, he, both of the girls meet his family, and then at the end, he's, like, talking to his family, and he's, like, you know what, thank you for meeting both of these girls. I really appreciated it, and this has given me a lot of clarity, and they're, like, oh, what's that? I want Susie, <laughs> and they are, like, what? His family, like, literally looks like it, looks at him like he's crazy, and they do not think this is a good idea. They're, like, this girl left you already. Why would you go chasing after her? He just wants what he can't have. Like she has decided to leave. And he's just like, Oh, Oh no. Like I only want Susie. Susie's the girl for me. No, no, no. Like again, all of this is going to be on TV. So no matter if he had ended up with anyone else, they're going to watch all of this on TV. So it was never going to last if he picked Gabby or Rachel anyway, bear that in mind. Yep. So then, um, Jesse Palmer joins the family conversation and tells them that conveniently Susie hasn't left, you know, Iceland, so Clayton can talk to her, but first he needs to break up with Gabby and Rachel. Okay, Uh, Clayton decides to meet up with Gabby and Rachel again, okay, and he has a group breakup with them.
1: Yeah, that's pretty bad. Not even individual, not expressing his feelings. Just like, all right, bye.
0: (laughs) He's like, has him, you know, in the same space being like, I'm breaking up with both of you. I like Susie. And they're like, okay, literally like two nights ago, you made me go through all this pain and heartache by telling me this other information. Then you convinced me to stay. Now you're telling me you don't even, neither of us are the one. It just was not, he's following his heart, but he's hurting a ton of people.
1: Yeah, it's, in the it's, it's like a wrecking ball
0: <laughs> truly uh lots of cheers again then he talks to each of them individually he talks to gabby first and she's angry because she wanted to leave right and he convinced her to stay again like she wasn't gonna accept that rose and he convinced her to stay and she's mad because he wanted to have the power in breaking up with her rather than you know
1: her, her walking out on him. With
0: him yeah uh and that doesn't sit right with her and you know he's like can I walk you out to the car? And she's like, no, like has a disgusted look on her face. No, I do not want that. You don't want anything to do with you. Then he talks to Rachel and she's just so sad because she's still in love with him. Right. Somehow. I don't, who knows how. Um, And she can't believe that he's breaking up with her and like, is he sending her to the car and she's like, are you actually sending me home? Like she, if he decided to change his mind right then and there, which at this point he could have like, he's all over the place, but If he had decided to change his mind, I'm pretty sure she would have stayed. What do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. Like she was. She was committed to that relationship through everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow. She was literally going to keep continue to stay, even though he. Kept on doing this to her day after day. Um, And then, you know, Jesse goes to Susie's room and tells her that Clayton would like to speak with her. And encourages her to speak with him. So she gets all dressed up and basically goes to the area where they have staged where a proposal would happen, right? For mm-hmm. some reason, Clayton has also chosen a ring and was actually just gonna propose to Susie.
1: Right. So he, like, that's- wrote a, he
0: wrote a note to her about all his feelings, which convinced her to come and all that. But like, it's a, it'd be very odd, right? It'd be like, oh, sh- she left, he wrote her a note, and now she's appearing and seeing him for the first time since then, and he has a ring.
1: Yeah, that's so bizarre. Like, imagine telling someone that you don't want to be in a relationship with them. And the next thing that they do is they propose. to you. <laughs> yeah, write a note to you.
0: And, you know, he wrote a note to her. She did decide to come. I'm sure right. it was heavily encouraged by the producers, but she did come to the proposal area. And he, you know, gives this big spiel about how much he loves her and blah, blah. blah. And then she starts doing her spiel of how much she loves him. But then the dreaded word. But. Yep. She just says, I can't do this. Like, it's, I'm not ready for this, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, that's okay. I'll, I still want to be with you. Um, if you would like to be. And she's like, no, actually we're done. <laughs> so he, this is the 26th season of The Bachelor. And this is the first time that a bachelor has ever been rejected in a proposal.
1: Yeah, that's rough. Was, I think it was also the first time that he just ended up being single like that's
0: what i just said yeah this is yeah. the first time yeah i mean several of them have gone off they didn't propose but they just continued to date at right. the end of their season um but at the end of the season
1: up, he was left with nothing yeah straight
0: up <laughs> uh, rejection of the bachelor that's the first time it's also the first time a bachelor said i love you to three girls previous ones have said it to two but not he broke the record for yeah. saying that to there is,
1: three there is one too many apparently yeah <laughs>
0: So then there's the live after the final rose, which was, uh, you know, in California and it was recorded this week. Um, and all that. So it's about three, four months after all of this. Right. So basically Clayton gets roasted by Gabby and Rachel. Basically they have had time to think about everything he's done wrong. They've had time to watch the show back. Yeah. Um, and they are not happy at all. So they individually roast him for you know, it's, three, it's, four minutes. It's a
1: sad sight to see. They like, clayton they bring out clayton and rachel Rosem, and then they rachel and clayton go with and they bring out rachel and then they bring out clayton and then rachel and then gabby, gabby and rachel gabby, gabby, yeah. gabby, gabby him. so like he's just sitting there taking it for like
0: his face was just five like five
1: minutes times two for each girl he just had, like a, a,
0: a deadpan he just had no emotion on his face he's like just gotta get through this like yeah just gotta get through just, this. Just keep I breathing.
1: Just survive.
0: Yeah. He's like, I just have to sit here. And he was basically like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And oh,
1: like, That's always a terrible response. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way.
0: So, you know, he gets roasted by both of them. And then uh, there's a surprise guest. Susie. Susie's back. And guess what? She messaged him on Instagram after filming ended. And they talked. And now they're dating. Wow. What a weird story. What a bunch of
1: twisted turns.
0: (laughs) It was, that was a very complicated thing. Luckily, there's only three women to talk about at the end of this, because I know it's hard to summarize things when there's way more women. So uh, yeah, that was an odd ending. So now they're dating. I, what do you think that the last Brian?
1: Uh, well, I know Clayton likes her. If he breaks up with Susie, too, that would just be so much.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because he broke up with the other two girls. And then one girl that he could break up with is Susie. And now he finally has that opportunity, too. But you know, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, you know, I hope ever. I wish the best for everyone. Of course, <laughs> I'm not, like, malicious or anything. But honestly, <laughs> it really could go either way. I say it's 50-50. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, like I said, the next season of The Bachelorette is going to start airing in July, I believe. And they mm -hmm. announced the next Bachelorette, as Jesse Palmer stated, it's not Gabby and it's not Rachel. The Bachelorette is Gabby and Rachel at the same time. And I have no idea how that's going to work, but
1: I think that I think they're going to be competing within the same for the same people. which is that honestly that honestly makes me excited i want to (laughs) see this (laughs) i want to see them both try to like like the differences of their i mean obviously they're not the ones planning the group dates that'd be kind of interesting if they were of course just to see the different styles Mm -hmm. but also just just the drama of like some guy thinks he's going home but you know he gets a rose from some other girl (laughs) the other girl (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah yeah so, yeah, it'll so it should be interesting
0: i mean this is a you know the end of the bachelor and the beginning of basketball march madness so it was a it was a busy week but now we're fully committed into basketball for the rest of march and the beginning of april yes so get ready the rest of this month all the episodes are going to be basically all about basketball yep. so hope you guys have a good rest of your week and go those zags eggs.